Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Tonight's episode, Stace Gotsoulias of the Locked On Yankees podcast joins me for our first Nationals series preview of the season. Nats and Yankees kick things off on Thursday night in the season opener for both teams and for the league. Stace joins me to talk about the Yankees and the Nats, Yankees prospects moving forward, and are they the title favorite? Good conversation with her. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. 3-2 to Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki, see you later. The Nats have won it. Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts in Los Angeles. The kick in. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. The Washington Nationals are the world champions. You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast, your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Josh Neighbors here today. Joining me on with the magic of Skype it is Stacy Gatsoulias of the Locked On Yankees podcast. And Stacy, we're we're here not as you know as friends, not as colleagues. We're here as two baseball podcasters to preview a baseball series. I mean, I am so excited. I, we're talking about a series that is tomorrow, going to start start tomorrow. How psyched are you? I'm very excited because I didn't, I really didn't think this would happen. I figured something would screw things up and that the season wouldn't begin, but I'm very happy that it's actually starting tomorrow. And uh, what an incredible series. I mean, this is something, and I have to give credit, one of my uh, guests, Connor Jones, said this about five days before they announced Nats Yankees. He said, I think it makes a ton of sense to do Nationals Yankees. You can do Cole versus the uh, the, uh, the Nats again, uh, with that kind of matchup. Uh, I mean, for us, this is like a dream come true. I mean, this is the perfect matchup to start off the season for us. Yeah, I I actually liked the idea of the Yankees facing the defending world champions, which I love saying, I have to say, I was so happy for you guys when you won last year, uh, mainly because I can't stand the Astros, but also because um, for some unknown reason, Sean Doolittle has been following me on Twitter for like four years, and I just <laughs> adore him. And I was so happy that they won and the way they won, you know, winning all the road games. I mean, what a series last year. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you think back to that series, and it feels like it was not so long ago and so long ago at the same time. And obviously coronavirus is going to be – it's been a talking point for all of us on all of our shows, despite, you know, whatever the other talking points have been. And it's going to be, but I mean, here we actually have a full baseball series to preview. Uh, now, the one thing I always say, I, I'm not sure about you. I hate the Thursday night game with the next day off and then the two games following. Like, baseball is three-game series together. I hate the fact that we have to go one day we get baseball back and then our teams are off for another day before we get to the next two. 
I actually spoke about this on my podcast, I believe on Monday, complaining about it, but also understand it. Well, I understand it more when the season begins in March or April because the weather is so unpredictable in those months. And you never know if there's going to be a rain out on the opening day, if there's going to be a snow out on opening day. And that's why they do that extra day in between. I was kind of surprised that they did it with the late start. And yes, it is annoying because if tomorrow night's a really good game and it gets us into the season and then we have a night of nothingness and that's just yeah that's irritating <laughs> uh so looking at the at the starting pitchers the first night is going to be culver stars or we couldn't obviously we couldn't ask for anything else paxton is is probably going to go up against strasburg night two and then night three uh it figures to be for the nationals patrick corbin uh any word yet on who the yankees will be sending out there for the third game on sunday not yet. Could be because um, it's go- it's going to be an opener game because that would have been Tanaka slot. Tanaka will be throwing a bullpen in Musick, Pennsylvania, where the alternate site is, where all the other guys will be hanging out while the Yankees are playing uh, regular season baseball because he's still coming back from being hit in the head by Giancarlo Stanton. But the fact that Tanaka was hit in the head with a 112 mile an hour comebacker the fact that he didn't spend any more time in the hospital other than getting a CT scan and the fact that he seems to be fine is a miracle considering all the <laughs> injury issues that the Yankees have had the past year. So that would have been his slot. So it's going to be an opener day. Um, not sure if it's going to be Chad Green, Jonathan Loizaga, or even the young kid Michael King. They still haven't decided on that yet. So I guess we'll find out closer to Sunday. Would you say that's the biggest question facing the Yankees this season, the, the one we were just talking about? Oh, uh, yes. Um, I said it on the uh, previews that we had to record that the biggest storyline for the Yankees is obviously health because of last year. I mean, they set, it seemed like, Guinness Book of World Records for amount of guys on the IL and the amount of time guys spent on the IL. Um, someone had mentioned that the lineup on Sunday in City Field, minus Matt Duffy in the last spot, was basically the first time that all those guys were in the lineup at the same time in a while. So, (laughs) um, you know, Aaron Judge, he looks to be healthy. I mean, all he's doing is hitting home runs in exhibition games. Hopefully that'll continue into the regular season. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton seems to be healthy. I think the key for him is playing DH. I don't want him in the field because that's where he tends to have problems and that's where he tends to hurt himself. Um, What's amazing to me is that they lost Luis Severino to Tommy John surgery, but after the performance of Jordan Montgomery during summer camp, he's not with the Yankees right now. And that has to do with, the opener and the first run through the rotation, he will probably be in the second run of the rotation. So the same thing that happened last year where all these guys got hurt, but the Yankees kept inserting all these other guys who were playing like all-stars. And I don't see that happening again. It can't happen for a second year in a row. So long story short, health is the biggest thing that we have to look out for as Yankee fans. And we'll be watching tomorrow Probably through our eyes if, you know, Giancarlo Stanton has to run around the bases any faster right. than a home run trot. So, yeah. <laughs> this edition of a Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you all by CBDMD. Look, y'all, it does not matter if you're a pro athlete or a stay-at-home parent or you're like me right now spending eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair at home or at your office. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. 
Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else that CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off on your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your first purchase of superior CBD oils from CBDMD.com. So 17 runs in these, and I obviously, like, you know, I was, I thought the first summer camp games were going to be uh, snooze fest because it's, it's pretty easy to think that, you know, the pitching is going to be ahead of the hitting just right. due to the nature of how th- those two uh, arts work, right? As a hitter, it's tough during coronavirus times to see a 95 mile an hour fastball come at you, a 91 mile an hour slider come at you from whatever arm angle uh, a pitcher has. You, you can't simulate that. The Yankees scored 17 runs in their first three games, and I know it's I know it's you know a small sample size, but the challenge that they're going to get, we're going to see if that was um, an aberration or uh, really that's kind of where this lineup's at uh, to start off the 60 game season, aren't we? Uh, yeah, Giancarlo Stanton said about the lineup. He said, if we stay healthy and we hit the way we know we can, we might be very scary. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I've been thinking about this and. I think it's fitting that these two teams are playing because the Nationals World Series champions, the Yankees have to be the odds-on favorite. They are tied, I believe, with the Dodgers right now at plus 400 to be the World Series champions. Mm-hmm. This lineup is just, it's just, it's horrifying. It really is horrifying. Um, I mean, I think as a Yankees fan, right, this is to be the most optimistic you are about having you know, the guys ready to go, healthy, the lineup's good. And obviously it's a team that's proven time in and time out. Look, if there is an injury, this is the franchise that knows how to fill the void, not just and not just get this production that you were missing, but get the production and then some. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, if oh, if the lineup lasts for three games, I might feel good because it didn't even do that last year. <laughs> right. People got hurt right away. Um, <laughs> and you have guys like Miguel Andujar's back. Aaron Hicks is probably the first guy in history to have. Tommy John surgery in the offseason and come back the next season because of the delay. Um, so to have him healthy, you know, this is a lineup where you can see Gary Sanchez batting seventh. Like that's right. frightening. <laughs> when I mean, really, if all these guys are healthy and they're all hitting well and you have Gary Sanchez batting seventh, yeah, the rest of the league should probably be a little afraid. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, even with that though, I think the one thing that these teams in the East are now being saddled with is the fact that their schedules are just going to be so brutal. I mean, these, the Yankees, you know, for, for their starting off have, uh, they have five road games, three with Washington and DC, two in Philadelphia. They go back home for two with Philly and then five or excuse me, another three with Boston. So, I mean, that first 10 game stretch for them is going to be very difficult. What do you think the importance uh, is uh, of a fast start? Cause obviously the Yankees, you know, they, they favor themselves in pretty much every single game they play, but you know, it's, you can't take anybody lightly, and I think it's important the Yankees and the Nationals both get off to good starts here. Right. Well, I mean, it's obviously important for every team because right. it's such a short season. You know, you can't have one of those 
stretches where you play a 10 game stretch and you're three and seven in a 60 game series uh, season, you could do it in 162 games. Obviously you can even do it a couple of times and not be affected by it. I mean, your guys started, what were they 18 and 31 at one point? 19, Was that 19 and 31. Right. 19 and 31. Yeah. And you know, in a 162 game season, that's perfectly fine. Cause if you get on a roll, you get on a roll, but in a 60 game season, you know, you're, I think the first 10 games are the real test for everyone to see how everyone starts out. And I mean, I would love for the Yankees to go. I mean, obviously I would love for them to be undefeated, but that's not happening. If I could get a six and four out of those first 10 games, I would be happy with that. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking just down the line now. I mean, th- this August sixth stretch to I believe September second. I mean, Rays, Braves, Red Sox, Rays, uh, Mets, Braves, Mets, Tampa. Un, I mean, it's it's. I've been saying this, but in the East, it's all killer, no filler. And so I expect this first series, especially considering the two teams that are playing, uh, World Series champion, defend, you know, defending, uh, going up against a team that favors themselves as a World Series team this year, it's going to feel like a playoff series. Like these three games are going to feel so important right from the jump. And I, it's almost like we're going to be diving right back into where we left off last season. Right. Right. And and it's also going to be very odd watching the games with no fans in the stands. I'm, you know, I, f- I figured the uh, exhibition games would get me used to them, but I'm still not. I'm still laughing at the piped in noise. I think it's goofy. I understand why they're doing it. Um, but I, I think that's going to be a real test for the players. Um, some of the Yankee guys were saying that um, they're OK with it. And I think for the Yankees, especially. Uh, and for the Astros, you know, they're going to be going to places and not being booed every five seconds. So that whole thing without having the, st- the people in the stands might actually be a good thing for that team over there. Um, and, you know, the Yankees get booed in a lot of places, but they also have a lot of fans in a lot of places. So um, that's going to be a real that'll be a test for every team just to get used to playing in empty ballparks. It can't be that easy because you get fired up by your fans. You get fired up by the noise and just the energy of all the people in the building. And that's going to take some getting used to for them. Right. The question is, when does that wear off? Right. Because, you know, cause, cause when does the idea of like, you're fired up for a game, we're finally playing baseball again, where does that wear off? And you're finally like, Oh, I'm in an empty stadium. I am, right. I am playing, you know, this, this feels precarious and odd. And, I think for the Nationals, you know, I'm not sure. I want to ask you how, how you think the Yankees will do this. The Nationals are filled with so many veteran guys. And in terms of, a, like, from a competitive standpoint, obviously all pro athletes are competitive at some point. But when you have Max Scherzer on the mound and you're playing in the field, you, you, you don't get to – there's no off time. You are on the tips of your toes the entire time just because the way that guy's dialed in. Same as goes the other two starters, too. They've got so many professionals, the team, Kendrick. I mean, I'm not worried about the Nats. Are you worried about the Yankees at all being caught off guard, or do you have a lot of confidence in their experience and just kind of them saying, look, no matter what the circumstances are, these are baseball games. We have to go. It's, it's go time. We have 60 games. Oh, yeah. I, I have no uh, worry about them. Um, I think they'll be fine. They know what they need to do. They're sick and tired of not getting over the hump, so they really want to win this year, even – in this truncated season, I know a lot of people are making it seem as if what, whichever team wins is not going to be the same. Um, but no matter what, you want to win, and that's what every team wants to do. But the Yankees are, like I said, they're they're hungry from last year. They're pissed off at the way that everything ended, and 
they want to, you know, get fired up and get going and get on a roll and just roll over everyone. So <laughs> I, I'm wondering, do you do you buy that the idea that it's not going to be not going to be treated the same? Because I was talking to Eno Saris from the Athletic and. And I was saying, I don't, I don't understand that because these guys are, these guys are competitors, the pro athletes. And look, everybody's been dealt the same crappy hand, but it's, it's a 60 game season. That, that's what it's going to be. If, if I feel like if the players who decided to show up and play, they're going to treat it, treat it like it's any other, anything else. Like I think as fans too, we shouldn't treat it as any less. Sure. It's a truncated season, but these are strange times and that's what we have to deal with. And we all want sports back. So I think it's kind of on us as fans to treat it as a normal season. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but I, I don't, I don't think there's going to be much of a difference in terms of like when we're, you know, how we, tr- we shouldn't treat it differently in my opinion. Right. Yeah. No, I was talking more about fans because you oh, see, yeah, some yeah, fans, yeah, yeah. you know, poo pooing it and being like, Oh, there should be an asterisk. And it's like, no, <laughs> right. this is an actual season. I know it's only 60 games, but that's the cards that they were dealt. And this is how they're doing it. Now. Do you think there's actually going to be an entire season? Cause I'm a little worried about like, they're all fine for now. They haven't really been traveling and I'm a little worried about this. <laughs> well, I, I, here's my concern is that the nationals and this is going to affect the Yankees too. The nationals don't know where they're playing their first road game in, in, in a week. I mean, they're slated to play the, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays oh. and the Blue Jays can't play in Toronto. They mm-hmm. can't play in Pittsburgh. So yeah. uh, where are the Toronto Blue? And then now, so now you have an entire team trying to set up a home field in a city where we don't know what's going to be. You don't know are they going to be able to get the infrastructure there in time. And so this, when we kind of looked at the season from a, a you know thought about sixty games a few you know a month or so ago, and we actually heard the news. My biggest concern was. It's the stuff that we didn't know was going to happen, right? Like this was there was going to be a situation kind of like this where questions were going to be asked, and I'm not sure the MLB can deliver. I don't I don't have confidence in them to deliver safe answers. So that's kind of where the buck stops, in my opinion. Like I don't, you know, if these other teams are ready to play, like I don't know if the Blue Jays, and I know this sounds kind of weird, I don't know if the Blue Jays should compete be competing. It doesn't feel like they could rationally get them to a place where they could uh, host players host their own players, host opposing players, and still be safe. That's just kind of my two cents. Right. Yeah, it's it's a whole mess. And, I mean, th- could they have waited any longer to have this happen? I mean, what was the Canadian government even thinking? Yes. They should have told them this weeks ago. Like, no, you can't play here. <laughs> I was surprised, too, because the Canadian government's kind of been on. They've been on the ball with a lot of this, you know, coronavirus stuff, shutting down their borders very early. So I was I was shocked with the Canadian government, like you said, coming out that late and saying that. But... I do, to the other point, they have 60-man rosters. Um, I do believe there is something to the idea that all of these players who are playing have shown up willingly. And a guy like Joe Ross for the Nationals, this was a huge year for him. And he decided to sit it out and say, no, I'm not going to play. And I respect that. I really do respect that. Uh, but there, obviously there is playing consequences. And so for him, he's going to lose out You know, the, the, that year of valuable experience of trying to be the Nationals' fifth starter. So... I see both sides of it, but I think because the guys who are there are willing to play and they're willing to be a part of this, and I think the fact that we had a guy like Freddie Freeman get the coronavirus and talk very openly about how bad it was, I think the guys are going to take care of themselves. I really think these players are going to look out for themselves, look out for each other, and do the best they can. And I think because they have such large rosters, I I don't think running out of players is going to be the issue. I think it's going to be a conversation of, well, a couple guys have it. Does a game get canceled? And... I would say the game is probably going to get canceled. My question is, what happens then? I'm not sure how, how you feel about that. 
Right. Well, I'm also worried about the fact that, you know, Joe West expressed his opinions about coronavirus and not believing the numbers and saying he's not going to wear a mask. And I'm worried about him breathing on people when he's 67 years old and in one of the more um, he's in the one of the groups that could really suffer from this. I mean, and as you said, Freddie Freeman, he's relatively young he's healthy he's a professional athlete and he thought he was going to die because right. his fever was 104.5 so that's what i'm worried about i'm worried about someone like joe west being an idiot and him being the one infecting everyone not the players right yeah that's the thing about it is, it's like the thing with somebody like joe west is you know obviously the, the mlb umpire association distance and if joe west gets coronavirus and i this is this is not to be demeaning but like i my sympathy is limited because we, everybody is t- treating this global pandemic as such and the players are taking it seriously. And for somebody that, you know, who treats it that irresponsibly mm-hmm. to be out there, I feel like is wrong. But also too, like if he gets it, you know, like you, you mocked it, man. Like I, my sympathy for Joe West. Now, I think you make a great point. Him spreading it is something that I thought about and I was, I'm very concerned about. So, yeah, you know, those are the people, like you said, you make a great point there. Those are the people we got to worry about. And um, but I think a lot of these guys on the whole, they want to play and they want to be there. So I think they're going to take it seriously. Um, oh, yeah. We hope we hope. Yeah. Right. You know, we, we all want baseball. And that's the big thing. I know. I think it's important for us to note, too, like our our lockdown MLB hosts, like we need baseball. We love it. It's good for our business. It is good for our podcast. We love the sport in no way, shape or form. We, we all like we don't want no baseball, no baseball. Just we all want it to happen safely. And and. Right. You know, it's we want to have the season and not have to worry about people getting sick. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times the media gets kind of a bad rap for not like it's almost like they don't want it to happen. But I'm not sure if you've you've encountered any of that. But that was kind of my experience a little bit, too. Yeah. Like um, there was something going around. uh, Was it Clay Travis was um, saying that a lot to say Clay Travis has. Yeah. uh, uh, Every time I see him trending on Twitter, I'm like, oh, boy, what now? Um, <laughs> he was basically trying to say that college football journalists were trying to kill the season, and that's not true. Um, like you said, you know, journalists want the seasons to happen because if these seasons don't happen, people are go- more people are going to lose their jobs. So why would they want that to happen? Everyone just wants everyone else to be safe. We want the players to be safe, the coaches, the support staff, people in the stadiums, everyone that deals with everything in baseball, even the reporters. We need everyone to be safe in order for this season to happen. And that's what we want. And I think it's, it's really funny you bring, this, bring that up because – so I'm actually a member of the college ball media because I work for SiriusXM. I'm an associate producer. I'm part-time. I work for their Big 12 channel and some of the other conference channels at Sirius. I'm not working right now because of that. Am I like, I don't care, whatever we need, whatever we need to do to get football going? No. We have to say, like, we want this to happen the right way. You're showing, you're seeing all these kids show. I mean, I'm 23. I think about myself like three years ago, I would not trust myself to, to follow these guidelines once I'm back on, on campus of a college. So, you know, it's like, I don't think football should be happening. Will it cost me my job? Yes. But like, we can't, you know, we can't put people's health in danger. And, that, that's kind of been this really, this really interesting thing, but don't get us wrong. I mean, the, to, to kind of steer us back towards baseball, like th- this is, we are, this is cause for celebration. I think it's important to note the coronavirus stuff, but it's good to see baseball is back. We're not having as many, you know, I don't think there's very many positive tests at any point. Um, and I, I think at least, I mean, I think we're going to get through the first 
least five games or so without any hiccups. It's cause especially cause the people are going to kind of be in place, but that's, that's kind of how I feel. I, I think at least for this weekend, it's going to feel like we've got a baseball season back. Yes. Yes. And even with that day off in the middle that we don't like, <laughs> it'll be, I think it'll be a good weekend. Uh, all right. So you're, so I don't, I'm not a big like individual game for, you know, prediction person for baseball. I think it's frivolous, but uh, at the end of the series, do you th- what do you think the win count will be for the Yankees? One, two, three, zero? What Ooh. do you think? Yeah, I'm not good at that either. Um, I'm hoping for two. <laughs> Just to make it easy. Two out of three, as Meatloaf says, although you're only 23. Do you know who Meatloaf is? I know who Meatloaf is. I can't okay. say the lyric resonates with me. Okay. Um, that whole two out of three ain't bad thing, I would, that, I would be happy with that. Yeah, I think both teams are gunning for two out of three, especially considering the competition. I think the Yankees take two, but uh, I think I think that's what's going to end up. All right, um, where can they find you on social media and your podcast? Well, I am at Locked On Yankees, and on Twitter, Locked On Yankees is all one word. And then my personal account is Stace Gotts, so S-T-A-C-E-G-O-T-S, because my full name is too long. And... Um, yeah, I guess that's it. That's where you find me and the podcast. <laughs> Stacy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me.